Whether you're looking for a convenient refresher course, or a way to earn your Pragmatic certification at your own speed, or the chance to take a Pragmatic course from your specific corner of the world, then Foundations On Demand is the solution you need. Get the same great content, tools, and templates our Foundations course is famous for in a flexible and easy-to-use online learning platform. Learn the skills you need to build and market products people want to buy. And earn your Pragmatic Institute certification anywhere, anytime. No more travel worries, no more time zone issues, just truly great training. Experience the new way of training with Foundations On Demand from Pragmatic Institute. Visit pragmaticinstitute.com foundations to learn more. And welcome to the Pragmatic Product Chat series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Caligaris, Vice President of Marketing and Product Strategy at Pragmatic Institute, and your host for this episode. Today, I'm very, very excited to welcome a first-time guest, uh, but this will definitely not be his last time. So I have Dan Corbin on. He is a passionate product leader. He is passionate about the space and the profession. He founded the Product Job Club. He's the founder of a, a great organization in Austin as well for product communities. And, and I'm excited to say he is our newest pragmatic product instructor. So we are so excited to have him on board. And, he, and just there's so many things we can talk about, Dan, and I have been a big fan of yours for years, and I happen to know from conversations, vice versa, so we can just geek out and talk about products, which we love. Yeah, well, it's so exciting to be here. Thank you so much. All right, Dan. So we are going to talk today particularly about how to really maximize your job search, whether it's your mm -hmm. first job in product or your 80th. I think in today's economy, we're seeing lots of movement, but you don't want to move for no reason, and you want to find the right place. And it, it can be a lot of work. So I know it's something, it's a topic you've, you've personally, it's a, it's a path you've traveled mm -hmm. uh, and yep. one that you, you spend some time helping others with. But before that, like, let's just give everybody here listening the Dan Corbin story in a nutshell. Sure. So I started my career as a programmer. So I was building various web apps and, you know, after a few years, I, I, you know, was frustrated. It's like, I, are people using these and like the, the products? And I remember one time in particular, I spent months building a basically a ripoff of Facebook for a very niche group and it failed spectacularly because people were using Facebook instead and so that's kind of what it prompted me to move into product management because I wanted a little bit more much more say in terms of what we were going to build and really understand why we were choosing to build specific things so it's been a great it's been a great transition I have worked at a lot of different companies large tech companies, small tech companies. I've been teaching, mentoring, and coaching product management for over the past seven years. So it's, I really do feel like I found my passion. It's something that, I mean, if I start to talk about product management, it makes my, my wife's eyes roll because uh, she's heard it so much, but it is something that I absolutely love and love to, to talk about. So this is why I was so excited to, uh, to come on the podcast. 
Yeah. Well, and uh, my, I guess my husband rolls his eyes every once in a while when I get on my, oh, and then, but I think one of the things that's super interesting and super sort of reflective of your journey, like if you, if you come from a software engineering background and you decide mm-hmm. like you're going to go into product, one of the things you did so smartly, right, is use, use sort of your skill set and you, yeah. the approach you took to development, right, an agile approach to mm-hmm. how you looked to get into the space. Yeah. And this is something I'm a big believer that Agile is typically associated with product and engineering teams, but I think there's a lot of applications out there that people could really leverage the principles of Agile to you know, improve various aspects of their life. And one of them is definitely with a job search. A job search is never fun. No one's like, woo, all right, yeah, I'm going to go like <laughs> spend all this time like cranking out these resumes and cover letters. You really do need to have a systematic approach and make sure that you are being incredibly efficient about what are the opportunities that you're going after. So Agile is great for that because, you know, if you look at just the principles of understanding and creating a backlog of what you need to accomplish, then building out a plan, working iteratively, and then periodically going and reflecting on like, all right, how am I doing? And like, what is the new information that I need to incorporate? So, and I also think because one of the reasons I founded the uh, Product Job Club, which is an organization which essentially we created an area where you have fun employment buddies. So you're not going through that job search on your own. Because so one of the things we see is people are just doing that spray and pray. And just like we teach at Pragmatic, you need to identify the ideal opportunities. You need to do the same with your, your, your job search. What is the right fit? What, and you need to know what criteria you're looking for in terms of the company mission, the, the company culture, uh, the types of products, all of that. So I used Agile when I was assessing you know, what I wanted to do next in my career. And I kind of just went to what I knew best and that was Agile. And it was such a effective way for me to determine what my goals were and then create a plan to achieve them that I've kind of started to share this with others. And I've presented this topic at different conferences. Love it. Love it. Right. Use what you know, use the Mm -hmm. skill you Mm -hmm. have, right. For yourself. Right. I think sometimes with product marketing folks, they forget to like, you've got distinct skills in this area about positioning, use those skills in, in how you look for a role. All right. So let's break it down. So it's one thing to say, like, so I took an agile approach. What did that Mm -hmm. look like? So, you know, really the job search, you have to understand the different stages of the job search. And it's very important. You just like we talk about how you need to go and do your discovery and then do your validation you need to do the same type of research with, okay, what, what do I want? What are the things that matter most important, that are most important to me? What are the type of people I want to work with? What is a situation that will be best for my family? Like, where do I want to live? How much, you know, do I want to go to a startup and, you know, maybe have to put in more hours, but there's, there's a, a bigger payday down the road. So doing that upfront research is the first part. And from there, you're going to start to kind of build out like your backlog. All right, these are the companies that I want to explore. These are the ones where I need to do a little bit more, especially like that validation phase. And with the job search, where is in creating a product, maybe you start to go and you create a prototype or you create an MVP and you kind of put, put things out there to test your hypothesis. With the job search, 
That next phase is networking. You want to go out and be like, hey, I've heard that this company is great, but just because they're on like the top 50 places to work, does that, does that mean it's a right fit for you? You go out and you talk to people and you ask questions and you kind of pressure test to be like, all right, is this really what I think it is? And then from there, you hone in on, all right, these are the opportunities that I'm going to go after. The same way, you know, when you work your way across the pragmatic framework and you narrow down the opportunities and then you, once you've identified, you really focus on those. It's the same thing with the job search. Once you identify the type of company, maybe specific roles you want, it's quality over quantity at that point. And we've seen so much success when people have taken that approach as opposed to the spray and pray. So it maps really well to agile and the pragmatic framework because you have to start off by doing that market research. So it, it, I, I, as I've helped people over the years kind of move up in their product career, but also a lot of people move into their product career, they realize like, oh, this is just a much better way to do it. And, you know, I, as opposed to starting at the job board and just applying to everything you see, that's really not an effective way to go about it. I think it's also allows you to find both the companies you want and the companies who will value you in yes. a way that a job board doesn't, right? Yeah. Um, and and I and in, in some ways this approach also makes the actual hiring process better because some of that pre-work and connection has been done. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I love that. Identify the companies and then go validate. Like don't yes. like like you said, you do the market research. So is that something that you would generally try to find people who work there currently or had worked there? How yeah. do you approach those conversations? So I set up. You know, I love Kanban and I love you know kind of having it like tremendous focus on whatever task is in front of me. So I use a thing called Pomodoros where I shut off Slack, I turn off, I silence my phone, I ignore email. And I set up, you know, a Kanban board where I would work my way through things. And I would do a lot of informational interviews. And I do remember like having somebody like, oh my gosh, I love it here. I've been at X, Y, and Z companies, but what I love about this is, and you learn a lot of things. I've also had informational interviews where I've reached out to people over LinkedIn or asked friends and colleagues to, you know, make connections with me. And they will say like, I'm going to stop you right there. I can't, I don't really recommend you come here. And in fact, actually, can I ask you about where you're working? So, you know, it is, you have to you know, reach out. I definitely think being part of the product management community is important. And you can do that through LinkedIn. You can do it through your local meetups. You can definitely do it through the pragmatic alumni community. So you want to leverage every way that you can kind of expand your network and then utilize that. What I found also is for people... Like this, this sort of agile approach to a job search comes naturally if you've already been a product manager. But if you're trying to just get your foot in the door for the first time, and it's also can be incredibly helpful, not only because it's a good way to do your job search, but you can demonstrate your agile skills. Agile skills are table stakes for product managers. And if you're just getting in and you've never run, you know, sprint ceremonies with a team, if you can show how you use agile and leverage agile principles in your day-to-day, Companies are going to eat that up. I mean, I've seen it time and time again. Obviously, you know, you you want to get you know training so that you're implementing it and and really know the principles. But if you can give examples of how you have made progress leveraging agile, it's a great way to get your foot in the door. One of the other things I think can sometimes be overwhelming about a job search is well, it just it a it feels like a lot, and it feels <laughs> you know most of us think about it as like 
there's the gray misery while you're looking. And then the end point is I have a job. And so everything in between <laughs> can feel like failure, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you think about it as a sprint though, if you can think about the steps yep. and you can have and measure and see success and progress along the way in a way that I think can really help people. Because I do think people event, uh, often get discouraged and just stop looking for a while. They're like, oh, never mind, yeah. this is more work than advantage. And part of that is, you don't see any success until you get the final offer. And I, I would think the sort of sprint breakdown would be helpful. Mm -hmm. with that. It really is. And, you know, it, I often describe the job search as an emotional roller coaster. And you have, you get, there's points where you're getting excited and you're going up. And then all of a sudden you think you have the job and nope. And the bottom falls out and you're like, uh, and, you're, and you kind of hit that misery valley. But with when you take a more iterative, agile approach, it kind of helps you manage that expectations because you know, like, all right, there's going to be that time where you've gone through the interview and you're waiting to hear, but that doesn't mean you're you're putting all your eggs in the basket and emotionally totally invest in that. You have to go back to your board and think, okay, what's next up? I need to keep moving. I need to kind of work on that next iteration until I hear back. So. You know, and also the, the reason that I like the analogy and leveraging Agile for the job search is Agile is all about building a, an effective team. And, if, you know, if you try to do everything in development and building a product by yourself, it's really hard. If you can leverage the strengths uh, of others and build your own team and kind of have that like a fun employment buddy, someone who is going to help you keep accountable and you, they can share what they've learned and maybe help you. So this is what we see in the product job club where people that have certain skill sets are reaching out and helping and prepping other people for jobs be like, oh, here, let me tell you a little bit more about give you some examples of how you can run effective A-B tests. Or let me give you an example of this is how you want, if your team needs to improve their velocity, here's maybe some things that you can try. So same way you, you have a team and agile, if you could form your own team and work with others, and it just makes that roller coaster a little bit more bearable. Yeah, no, and I, I love the idea of a board. So tell me a little bit more about the product job club. So this was something that, you know, because I had been teaching for many years and I saw a lot of my best students, I knew that they had all of the, the skills and qualities of great product managers, but they weren't landing the jobs. Mm. And so I had a hypothesis, like any good product manager does, that they were going about the job search the wrong way. So I formed a group of, it was 10 of us, and I said, okay, we're going to use this new approach where we really heavily index on figuring out what are the type of companies, what is the right fit in the same way that you identify opportunities in terms of what you're going to build and what makes sense for you, what is uh, aligns with your organizational DNA. You want to understand yourself first, what matters to you, have your top two or three things that are must-haves and then should-haves and could-haves. And then you use that criteria to seek out opportunities. So we created this group of 10 people and we, we, we leveraged a framework called the 50 ways to get a job. And it's a book by a guy named Devajula and it has 50 different exercises for different phases of the job search. When you're first starting off, when you're kind of finding your, your path, when you eventually get overwhelmed or uh, stressed and how to go about networking, how do you prepare for interviews? And what I like about the book is it isn't, it's almost like a choose your own adventure. Each phase of the job search 
has five or six different exercises which you can choose from. So we kind of use that as a as a as a rough guide for the the job search. And when we helped people understand the types of jobs and the types of companies first, and then started to go out and do the validation phase where we do informational interviews and leverage our networking, they were just much more successful. So after three months, everyone had made progress. So everyone either had a new job, had received a job offer, been promoted, and then the 10th person, one person decided, you know what, actually, I want to start my own business. Mm-hmm. So within three months, everybody saw progress using this new uh, approach, whereas before they were just kind of spinning their wheels. Yeah. And what we did was, you know, when we would meet each week, we would decide, okay, what are our, our goals? What are our, essentially our sprint goals? What are our weekly goals? And then what are the, the specific tasks that we're going to do to achieve that goal? And then we held ourselves accountable. And if we didn't hit our commitments, we talked about, all right, well, well, what was the reason? We're like, well, you know, maybe, you know, reaching out to 15 different people in, in one week was a bit ambitious and I need to, you know, be more realistic about what I can get done. So that that's what we did. And then we took the product job club after we had a, a good initial experiment And then we just kind of put it out there and we've ever since that was four years ago and we still have multiple clubs going on at all times and we have different people who facilitate and members come in and out. So you can submit an application. We then assign you to a group. Once you get your job, you then are expected to kind of pay things forward and help other people. And we're considered alumni once you get a new job. And so you can kind of attend the meetings or not, but it's grown outside of Austin. In fact, I just added a member yesterday who is in Melbourne, Australia. So it's it's been an effective framework to use and it's heavily based on just agile principles and good product development and knowing what you want to build and what you want to go after, what goals you want to accomplish. Well, I just, I think the camaraderie and the accountability is also, again, it can feel very, very lonely looking for a new role while also trying to juggle the existing one and having other people go through that, I think is great. And one of the other things that you talked about was sort of that you would, after each sprint, do a retrospective. It's such a core part of an agile process. And I think it's, it's smart and not something we generally think of. Again, maybe at the end of this black hole process, you think back, what could you have done different? But here, mm-hmm. it really allows incremental improvements along the way and good reflections on, on what you want to do different right in the next sprint, not just in the future. Yeah, yeah. And what's so great is we learn from everyone's journey and the future people are all benefiting from that. Yep. So we know, oh, when you go to the interview at this company, make sure that these are the things they really want to know. And if, if you don't, if, the, if you don't care about these things, actually, that might not be the right company for you. And another really important aspect to Agile is that sense of like psychological safety and being able to be your authentic self. And because this process can be, you know, there's a lot of emotions. It can be a lot of ups and downs. So when you're joining a group, you want to know that that group is going to be supportive and they're going to be there to help you when you get the bad news and they're going to be there to celebrate with you when you get the good news. And so there's a really wonderful dynamic that happens this with the product job club, just like I've had with, you know, when I've been working with my different product teams and my different product managers and I see them have successes and I see them encounter challenges, but they work together to overcome them. 
So, you know, again, it's, it's going back to the start of the conversation. It's what I love about product management. And what I love to see is when you can have an impact and have great outcomes. And one of the other things that I've seen that's kind of gone through your conversation too is you're talking about being your authentic self. You talk about like doing the research to make sure the company, mm-hmm. I think one of the things this process does too is, is help you not just get a job, but get a, the right job for you because yes. it's a really painful process to, to get a job. It's the worst if you land in a new place in a month and you went, oh, mm, I made the wrong choice, right? That's just, <laughs> it's an awful thing, right? So this and this reflection along the way, not only I would think gets you a job faster, but it mm-hmm. actually gets you a better fit mm-hmm. in a way that I think is, is really powerful. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And we've, you know, definitely had, I've seen where friends and uh, product managers that I know get to a company like, Oh, I, I really wish I had done more upfront. And then, you know, they're gone after six months and they realize that they made a mistake. It's better to, you know, that happens, but if you can do that upfront validation and discovery on the companies, you can save yourself a lot of ha- uh, heartache for sure. All right. One more question for me in terms of, of, I think like we talked about, I think a lot of what you've talked about kind of breaking it down, making sure we have clear goals, having accountability partner. There are all ways to help keep people focused on here because there is yeah. a lot of dropout of the process. Are there any other hints or tips that you would recommend for people to sort of not get discouraged for lack of a better word, right? To keep that motivation up even in, in the times when they're, they're getting less. Yeah. I think the, you know, there's a certain level of ambiguity that is involved with a job search, not unlike when you're starting to build a new product and you all, you don't control all of the factors. So you have to understand like what is happening in the market, the same way that you do competitive analysis and you look to see you know what's happening in the market. You have to kind of understand the, the job search as well. So I often remind people that there's a, there's a formula for getting a new job. And it's understanding your skills and understanding like what are the jobs to go after, then making sure that you're continuously leveling up and adding to your skill set. And then the third factor is just serendipity. I mean, you can't control when some of these jobs are going to open or who you're going against, or, you know, maybe even like who is interviewing you and where you really resonate and connect with someone. But if you do the first two things, and you're going after the right jobs and you're continuing to level up and get great training and show your passion for product management and product marketing, the serendipity part is going to fall into place. And then the result is you're going to end up with a job that you love. And that's what I just, the the reason that I'm so passionate about it is I love, Mondays, I love, I love getting up and going and doing it and like, all right, let's go to it. I want everyone to feel that way and to be excited about their job and to, I don't know, have that energy and just kind of share that energy with your coworkers. And look, everyone listening here knows that I am, I love my job. I can't believe someone pays me to talk to people about things <laughs> I absolutely love. I'm like, oh, what a great gig. And I, and I, with you, I would like that for everybody. And everybody's perfect job is not the same. And that's okay. Yep. You're, you might oh, be careful yeah. that I have, right? But, but when you can find something like that, not because it replaces your personal life, yep. but because it doesn't, then when you love it, it doesn't encroach in your personal life in that same mm-hmm. mental way either, right? You're not sitting on a Sunday getting the Sunday blues because yeah. now I have to go back to the mines where, I, where I'm yeah. at. It lifts every part of your life, I think. Yeah, the Sunday scaries. No, you don't yeah. want a job where I, <laughs> I, 
you know, it's a bit hyperbolic that I used to, you know, kind of jokingly advise you. I'm like, if you wake up five days in a row, absolutely dreading your job and hating it, and maybe you should just quit on your fifth day. I, I wouldn't, I don't know that that's great advice, but you know, it's, it, it does make you think like, all right, well, what is it that, it, you know, is not doing it for me about this job? Like what, what are the things that I need to change? What are the things that are within my control and which are, are not mm-hmm. within my control? Because I will say suffering in silence and being at, in a role that isn't a good fit for you and isn't making you fulfill, feel, feel fulfilled and you feel like you're not learning and growing, you know, life's too short let go to do something more interesting and know that there is a path. There is a way to get from point A to point B and it's probably leveraging skills that you already have. So put those agile skills to use, pair up with some other people and, you know, see, see what opportunities are out there. And if you need additional training, maybe look at some of these great pragmatic uh, courses. Uh, Well done, Dan. You can see now that Dan has joined the team. <laughs> but I actually do think in general, often the job search is also a good time to, to brush up on some training. Obviously, I love our training, but even other skills and other, oh, things, yeah. and other things that you're seeing, uh, not necessarily so that you can, you know, just have extra things for your for your resume. But I also think it shows a certain amount of passion. And as product yes. people, curiosity yep. is the, the one thing I can't replace. If you're not a curious person, I don't know how to make you a good product manager. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think it also demonstrates that. And because I am a curious person, I like to learn new things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're, no one is, your learning is never done. So being able to identify, all right, what are the skills that I have that I, that I'm really good at? What are the ones where I need to grow? And then go out and do that because hiring managers want to know that you are someone that has that growth mindset. So absolutely learning new skills has to be part of the job search. Yep. And also like, like sometimes you go out and you think, like you mentioned, that someone will go and be like, I need a new role. And in that reflection, you think, no, what I need to do is change this about my current role. And that's great. You can do the same sort of really thoughtful process about it. It's not... You know, it's not if we are in a relationship and you have a bad few days, you can still work on it, right? And figure yeah. out if that's there. And sometimes you can surprise yourself when you're thoughtful about making it better, uh, which you can accomplish that too. 100%. All right, Dan, I know you listen. So, you know, my final question if you were going to have people mm-hmm. listening do two things differently tomorrow based on what we talked about today, mm-hmm. what would it be? I think just knowing the first thing is, knowing what is most important to you. So like, what are those things that you are not willing to compromise on in terms of your career? So, and I'm not even going to like speculate on what they might be because they're different for everyone. So like I was mentoring a, someone who's about to graduate college and she's joining a fast growing startup. And I was just preparing her and like, this is going to be all encompassing, but it's actually kind of good because you're going to learn. And this is the time you want an all encompassing. Mm -hmm. If you're my age, you know, I've, you know, have a family, I have other obligations, I, I maybe a startup isn't the right fit. So you need to think about what are the things that are most important to you. And then the second thing I, I really would recommend is being part of the community, reaching out, finding like-minded people, and being able to identify opportunities to work together to, you know, help each other along the journey. Because it's just, you know, what's the saying, you can go faster by yourself, but you can go farther together. Um, so I think being part of the community, it, it also helped give the benefit of you're going to learn from other people. You, I'm, I'm constantly learning from other people. So that's why 
I love to surround myself with smart people and ask them lots of questions. So know what's important to you and be part of the community. All right. Thank you, Dan, for joining us and sharing your experience and insights on your first podcast with us, but definitely not your last. Uh, it was a very much a pleasure having you. Well, it was great. I look forward to coming back. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career.